Okay, so um, hello and welcome everyone. Uh, this is not actually episode four. This is uh, a special edition of the Elasticloud podcast from David's Garden. Um, we've had the honour of eating um, eating burgers and um, hot dogs and uh, and lots of salads and from David's amazing herb garden um, because he invited um, some of the Elasticloud crew over today uh, to um, you know to see his new house. Um, it's been a great afternoon. Um, so I thought, why not have a special edition podcast? And um, uh, I'm taking the opportunity because I've got Liz here with me. And uh, Liz just going to say hi. Hi, everyone. There we go. So I'm going to remind you again of who I am. So I'm Richard Conway. I'm one of the founders of ElastiCloud. I'm a retired MVP and a Microsoft Regional Director, blah, 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 lots of titles. Um, and uh, I'll let Liz introduce herself. Yeah, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Elisabetta Pizzo. Uh, I am the head of the value creation team at ElastaCloud. <clears throat> I don't have a lot of titles, just uh, one, this one. Uh, you I've don't, been a you BA for many years. You so. don't need titles, Liz. You're amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> High expectations there. Uh, so um, let's tell everyone what the value creation squad does because we, we spent ages coming up with the name value creation, didn't we? Yes, yes. So... The Value Creation Squad is uh, a, a team of uh, talented technical BAs, uh, technical product owners, uh, technical project managers, and the, our goal is really we are the arrowhead for the company. Um, we go into a new project or an existing project, and uh, we do what generally BAs and project managers do best. Uh, we look at the entire project, we find the documentation, um, and we really try to understand the requirements and what the customer really needs from us. Um, oh my God! Do you know what I, I'm just? I, I was thinking all the way through that, right? I know that um, I know that we spent ages coming up with the value creation squad, but um, you know, I could just as equally call you the awesome squad. Um, <laughs> I, I was just thinking. That's because oh, they have an awesome manager. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> there you go. <laughs> Modest. <laughs> Modest is my second name. Oh, Liz Modest Pisu. <laughs> goes it goes um no but i was just thinking i mean the you know i think part of the problem is that customers customers don't know what they don't know right but they think they know everything and then you go in there and you find out that a lot of their assumptions are wrong a lot of their analysis is wrong and where you think you've started um you know from 10 yards in the 100 yards dash you're actually starting from minus 10 yards Yes, yes. No, that's very true. Um, it's not sometimes that uh, they don't know what they want. It's like you said, they've they've made certain assumptions or maybe someone has dropped on their desk a lot of problems and, and a possible solution, right? Because even people within the business, they think they know a solution. So they'll say, we just need to, a dashboard. You know, they'll come to you with that. And then, yeah, but why? What problem are you trying to solve with this dashboard, right? Yeah. What, what, do you, what kind of information are you trying to get? And that's when they start, it, you know, some of the, if they know exactly what they want, then they'll give you proper requirements. If they were just given a lot of stuff and they have no idea what's going on, that's when you'll start to unravel everything and you'll start to realize that their requirements are not really there, um, which is where I like to get my team more involved in um, because uh, my team is in charge to really sit there and say, what kind of problem are you trying to resolve uh, with this solution? You, 
you know, we would all love to get the money from the customer. But in the end, if we don't deliver a solution that they're going to use, have we really done a proper project? Have we really helped the customer? Um, that I don't think that serves us as much as it doesn't serve them, mm. uh, to be honest. No, you're 100% right. And that was really nice. It was clean. It was diplomatic. But what you're basically saying is what I feel that it's a fucking nightmare. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know I could say it like that, but you can, yes. You can say it any way you want. <laughs> okay. um, but I just wanted um, to make sure that I got the word fuck in so that we could, for the fourth fourth month running, we could get the explicit logo. Oh, um, yes. Because yes. I'm quite proud of that. Um, <laughs> you know, I, t- um, I keep telling my son, right, he gets he gets, he gets gets embarrassed that, you know, I'm trying to run a, a podcast like, a, like an NWA song. But... <laughs> You know, it is what it is, right? Yes. <laughs> um, no, it is a fucking nightmare. Um, I, do, I do agree. Uh, and it's it's especially a, a bloody nightmare because uh, when you do start the work, if I take the requirements that the customer gives me that are very basic and are very generic, and I give them to a developer, then he look at me and say, what the fuck is this? And then they'll start building... <laughs> They'll start building stuff and they have no idea what they're building, yeah, exactly. right? So they're working in silos on these tasks that maybe I, you know, I wrote a whole story and they put down tasks and they have no idea what the fuck is happening down the line. Yeah. So they're just going to build these little pieces, right? They're going to build in silos. And then at the end of the day, when a tester or, you know, someone like myself or the business goes and tests and they're like, what the fuck is happening here? Exactly. Everything is disconnected, yeah. and it's yeah. just uh, it, you can't really blame the developers no. for that, right? No, 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 shitty requirements are it gonna is, bring it shitty is shit work. Requirements, right? And it's literally like building foundations on water. Yes, right? yes, and exactly. Sudden, right, <laughs> and the expecting the house to, to stay. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I see my furniture yeah, going yeah, away. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, it. And then so. you got, <laughs> then you got all of the business analysts and the developers, <laughs> yes. like spread out, like try to try trying to, to try hold everything together. <laughs> all these bricks together, right? You know, like and it's a, yeah. 30 people, this house falling apart, right, on the sea. Yeah. Yes, and not only that, but it, it really breeds mistrust within the team and it breeds a, a blame culture because does, yeah. the developers are going to say, the BA just gave me garbage to work on. What do you want yeah. me to do? And yeah. the BA is going to say, well, the fucking customer just gave me garbage well, 100%, to work on. 100%, you know, yeah, because so. at the end of the day, right, when everything's going well and everybody's mm-hmm. happy, right, Oh you know, yes, yes. Or somebody, somebody, somebody always takes the, um, somebody always takes the, um, you know. Uh, oh god, my mind's good. Now that I'm in the garden, right? When I'm in the office, all the words <laughs> come have, to me, right? But have... now I'm in the garden, I've actually forgotten English. You know? uh, Are you sure that's yeah. not a drinking? <laughs> it probably is. It probably is. I'll push the gin bottle away from me. Um, but uh, yeah, somebody, somebody always. Uh, says that, it, that they did it right when it's uh, yes, and it's generally not yes. you you know um, when, when things go well but when things go badly right that's when fingers the finger start pointing, pointing. Yes, yes unfortunately mm-hmm. um Value creation, BAs, technical BAs, right? They're always in the firing line. Yeah, I mean, we're usually the first ones that get uh, <laughs> that get beaten down if there's if something is delivered and it's absolute trash. It's like, well, I got shitty requirements. Blame the BA. Yeah. And I mean, some of us, all we can do is because sometimes um, some of us will have a conversation with a customer and we'll get verbally the requirements. And then because Agile has no documentation, which is bullshit, by the way, we should always have documentation, um, whether it's in our PBIs where we put notes and everything like that, or whether it's in a proper document, we should yeah, have yeah. something. 
uh, because you know they're above all and, and people forget that of it's got a recession they they've had. And you know, so, <laughs> I mean, God help you if a new person comes in and actually wants to know what's going on in the project. No, it's just that if you don't have any documentation, you drop someone in a pit of snakes with a tiny flashlight and tell them good luck because that's <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens, right? right. It, it, this is not just BAs, but it's also developers too, right? If we have no documentation for developers, well, we'll just look at the code and you know dig through the notes in the code. Oh, you mean the unreadable garbage that oh, you guys have God. built for yeah. the past two months? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let me go and check that. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay. Oh. Uh, so oh, yeah. I've got to say, I have I have actually written so much unreadable garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> listen, as a BA, I've also written some shitty documentation <laughs> that people would should just throw back at me and say, "This is trash. Please redo it." Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've had people say that to me, but well, not quite with those uh, fancy words, but. Uh, They've been a lot more diplomatic about it. And, uh, you know, rereading it, sometimes I think, oh, my God, this means nothing. What was I thinking? Yeah, well, um, I, as you know now, we don't stand on ceremony on this blog. Right? You can <laughs> say how you feel. Um, yes. But I think I think one, one of the things, so I, when, when you were saying all of these things, right, I was just, from, from my engineering experience over the last decade and really engaging with customers, um, you know, I, f I feel the same parallels from an engineering perspective. Every time I talk to a new customer, mm. right, they don't they don't know what I know. They don't know anything about modern data platform, but they make a whole bunch of assumptions, right? And they'll make their assumptions on uh, the number of staff that they've got and the, and the amount of budget that they've got, right? Mm -hmm. And then the new, tr the new truth about what a data lake actually is, right, gets replayed to you by the customer. Um, so it could be something like... Um, I've got a data science team and I need to deploy a model. Okay, we need to go through a life cycle. We need to clean the data. We need to, mm -hmm. you know, so we go through a typical landing, staging, curated life cycle. We, we really explain, right, fundamentally why this is necessary. And they go, no, no, I, ju I just want the model, <laughs> right? Like, but hang on, <laughs> your data science team, um, they're not going to have a single source of truth, right, if you haven't got a single place for this. You're not going to be able to guarantee the integrity of the data if you haven't cleaned it, right? I guarantee you that if there isn't multiple joins of this data and they don't have everything that they need as well and it's enriched, right, they'll get it from somewhere else, right? And then you'll have a team that builds stale models, right? And all because you didn't want to invest in a data lake. And what will happen, right, because I've seen this happen so many times, is um, by pretending that you don't understand this concept because you've got a certain amount of money and you've got a large team that you need to have something something to do with um, and you don't want to take take our advice about the right way to do things, you'll end up with very, very poorly performing models in production, which will probably yeah. give you the wrong results, right? And lead to some economic problems or failures in sales or something like that as a repercussion. Yeah, the... The fucking arrogance sometimes out of some people, whether they're in, in the business or whether they are in the actual technical team, because sometimes we'll go into projects where they are, there already is a technical expert. And I use that oh word very God, loosely, yeah. people. Um, but we'll go so there. So many technical experts, honestly. And they just know everything. They can be taught not a fucking thing. You yeah, can't teach them yeah, anything. Yeah. And they're the worst people to work with because yeah. they will never fucking learn. No. And they don't listen to anyone. Um, you know, we uh, I've had 
a project with one person that he can talk for hours and he'll say not <laughs> nothing, nothing, absolute nothingness. So. Oh, believe me, believe me, I, I do sure. know people like that. I, <laughs> yes. I totally know people like that. Yes, yes. I, I think everybody has worked with people like this, right? They're and they're the kind of people that you just want to put in a room and lock them in there and say, "You stay there for a little while." <laughs> well, I actually talk business, um, yes. and it's this kind of this kind of arrogance. Um, it, it just uh, brings nothing but uh, but trouble. Yeah, um, it's 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 noise. It's noise is it, what it, it is. It is. So and the fact that we make assumptions, not only us, but ev everyone in the project, everyone who gets in rooms, generally makes a lot of assumptions, right? Mm -hmm. When we're starting a conversation with a customer, we're making assumptions of things they know, and they're making assumptions of things we know, right? Yeah, that's so right. what I usually do, and I know this is gonna sound really dumb, but um, I play village idiot which means that I go there and I ask all of the stupidest questions, things that should be obvious. They're not obvious because a definition of something to me is going to be something different for a customer. Yeah, so fair point. I generally try to, I really ask all kinds of questions, even the stupid one. What do you mean by database? What do you mean by data lake? I don't know anything. I just, I just, and I know, I know some people sit there and they look at me like, oh my God, who is this idiot? And why did they send her here? But, but at the end of the day, I will have a whole list of knowledge. I will have proper requirements because I've asked the right questions. Yeah. And sometimes when, when I discuss a solution, you know, uh, there's a lot of like architects or people who are very technically uh, technically knowledgeable, right? When they talk to someone like me, they roll their eyes and they're just, uh, oh God. I'm More just, fool them, Liz. Right? More fool them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously they didn't do it to my face, I'm sure, because uh, uh, sure, I, I think you want your head on a stick, you're about to get it. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, but, uh, um, they, you know, they'll, they'll think, oh, why am I explaining these things to you, right? But sometimes when they start to explain things, because I tell them, yeah, maybe I'm not you that technical, but tell me about them. it. Um, yeah. When we go through it, sometimes they'll stop and think, oh, wait, wait a second. I, actually, I don't really know if that's really how it works. Yeah. Or I don't, it, because sometimes people think, uh, you know, maybe they've missed something. And on a second run with someone who's asking them more and more details, that idea will pop in their head and say, oh, okay, yeah, uh, actually, hold on a second. <laughs> I might need to uh, uh, review this. So so that is fantastic when you can actually engage a customer. But I remember having a conversation with you about what you do when customers just don't bother turning up to meetings, right? I want to hear all about that because I absolutely laughed my socks off last time we spoke about this, <laughs> right? Um, so Putting the bee in bottleneck. Uh, yes, yes. So the, there's a, a, a lot of ways to approach this kind of stuff. Um, some of them is, uh, some of these ways are a little bit more, aggressive and a little less kind than others. Um, I like to give the three strikes and you're out kind of approach, whereas, okay, you haven't you turned generous. up. generous. Well, hold on a second, hold on a second. Um, the, the first meeting you don't turn up to, um, I'm gonna send you an email and say, you haven't turned up to this meeting. I haven't received the requirements. Now we are delayed this much uh, because I don't have the requirements, Brilliant. right? The second meeting they don't turn up to, I escalate it, so I, I involve their manager and send the same exact email and put a longer timeline for delays. The third email, I say, I'm about to uh, contact, you know, maybe not quite in these words, but I'm gonna involve our commercial team, I'm gonna involve our legal team because the, our project is now so delayed that we are uh, risking the whole project. Um, please <laughs> turn up to this meeting or at least have a call with me where we're gonna go through these requirements. 
and I involve the person that's above their manager. Wow. Um, so I, in the end, I'm going to have the whole fucking company in that email. <laughs> that, is, that is totally amazing. So yeah. uh, that's my escalation process. Um, does that always work? No, because sometimes customers get really, really picky about this kind of stuff. Yeah, and they of get, they do. Uh, they yeah, they get it. their pennies in a twist and then yeah. they, uh, you know, they go and complain to our account manager and then I have to have those conversations where I say, don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, but no, that's not true because usually when, you know, when I'm up to a account manager, I have to uh, say, listen, it, I understand that the customer is unhappy about my behavior, but you need to understand that we're losing money and they're losing money. Yeah. They're losing money too. Yeah. I don't know how this they're, concept they're doesn't actually, never cross their fucking they're actually, brain. They're actually losing much more. I, I think yes. I think this is one of one of the reasons why I really love the idea of the title value creation, right? Because mm -hmm. one of the things, especially enterprise customers, right? They're so stupid. Right? Because they've got they've got so much money in good times, right? They'll throw it around on all kinds of useless projects, yeah. which you know are just going to be defunct in about a year, yes. right? But, you know, when, when the belt tightens, right, everything everything shrinks, but they still need to do all this stuff, you know? And they don't know how to do it in the best of times, right? So, you know, just understanding, right, and having a value equation to know, do you know what? If I cause these delays, it's going to cost me this much. You know, yes. this is what we're looking at doing in ElastiCloud, right? Yes. We're looking yes. to, to understand this because everything that we do every decision that we make which has an opportunity cost about not putting enough resource on a project yep. you know going down a rabbit hole right there's an economic impact of course but even the hiring um <laughs> you know sometimes we're they will the customer will come to us and they'll say oh you know we really really think that we need uh, this specific role and okay why well, well, we really do really need it. Yeah, no, 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 no. Why? <laughs> because you do understand that if I'm hiring someone that's going to be in my team, that's going to be in our company, this is a person that we can't just hire for a couple of weeks and then you get tired of it and then we get rid of them. These are people with jobs that have fucking families and yeah, all of that. Exactly. I'm not going to hire someone just to remove their job a few weeks later. I need a valid motive and I need a yeah. good reason. And I understand that everybody has this concept that contractors are disposable, yeah. but they're fucking not. They're no. people. And not only that, but contractors are part of a pool. They're part of a community. If you start using people like they are disposable, uh, the word will spread and nobody will want to fucking work with you yeah, or for exactly. you because exactly. they know that you're going to treat them like garbage and, and not like people. And we've seen this everywhere. Yes. We've seen yes. it everywhere. It's I think I think one of the things one of the things that's amazed me and I've sort of looked at I've looked at you and your team and the way that mm -hmm. you deal with this, right? It's you get the resistance at the start, right? And everybody thinks that you're wrong and that they're better than you and you know and you know, right, as a consultant, um, you wouldn't be there if they could do this themselves. Of course. Yes. You know, but one of the, but slowly the barriers go away, right? And I know in ElastiCloud, right, the, you know, where we call the value creation team the arrowhead, it's because, you know, you just go in, right, and you sort of make that small little incision, right, and then it becomes a wider incision, and then the devs can actually do things, yes. right? Because yes. the, you know, there are good developers and there are bad developers, but there are also a lot of developers who are both good and bad, right, who don't know what the fuck they're doing, right? Yes. And it's not their fault, right? They're taking instruction, mm -hmm. right? They're taking instruction, and nine times out of ten, customers are giving them the wrong... Our customers would give them the wrong instruction yes. if we didn't relax that and help them. No, which is why I... Which is why I, I always think um, that 
a good developer put in a shitty situation is going to become a bad developer. Yeah. Um, and vice versa, right? Um, some, although there are those unredeemable motherfuckers that would just be, uh, you know, you just can't put. Oh I'm my sorry. God. Am I not okay. allowed to say that word? Motherfuckers is okay. No, 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 no okay. it's fine. It's fine. Okay. It's, um, you, <laughs> honestly, Liz, right? You are, you literally have the spirit of this podcast down okay. you know, on tap, right? All right. I, I love it because, right, Andy's not here today, unfortunately, so we can say whatever shit we want, right? Because, you know, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be the poet god king, of course, and like, oh, well, I think we better, we better uh, moderate our language. Oh. That's a rich coming out of him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking rich. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Um, but, yeah, no, there, there are those demon motherfuckers that are just, uh, they are what, um, I used to, when I worked in the police department in D.C., when I was interning there, um, one of the inspectors there called, called these people organizational terrorists, mm. right? Because what no one... What a great title. What an absolutely great title. Just Yeah, that's what they are. Yeah. Wherever you put them, they will terrorize the rest of the team and they will make it impossible for everyone else to work. Yeah. With these people, the only thing you can do is cut your losses and get them out. Yeah. Boot them the fuck out. Yeah, they yeah, don't yeah, belong. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're not happy there, and you're not happy with them. It's like a relationship. It's yeah. time to break up, right? Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're the disruptors, so, and the problem yeah. is, right, there's good disruption and bad disruption. Yes. And I've always yes. felt that ElastiCloud is one of these companies that brings good disruption if people mm -hmm. allow us, mm -hmm. you know? And the sort of the the bigger we've got and the, the longer this has gone on, right, we've just sort of gone, oh, do you know what? I can't be bothered anymore. I'm going to speak my mind, right? And yes. this is As not... should. Yeah, but this is not an immediate thing for you. This. this is like, this is, you know, pent up aggression over years of, you know, misunderstanding, people not listening, right? Yeah. And you can almost pattern behavior. You talk about an organizational terrorist, but it's a profile, right? Yes. yes. It's, you know, so someone it in is. Washington police is, is, is used to profiling these things. You, and You can tell who an organizational terrorist <clears throat> is going to be from your very first stand up. Yeah. Your very first stand-up um, or any any meeting, you'll see them, you spot them immediately um, because they are the people that are sitting with their arms crossed, just couldn't give a fuck, watching their phone um, and just completely uninterested in the conversation. Yeah. If you ask them any question and try to get them involved, yeah. they'll actually give you some condescending or passive-aggressive answer, yeah. which I tend to put up with for maybe one or two. And then after that, they're getting a different kind of reaction out of me, right? Um, so, and yeah, uh, so we need to be careful also when we use the aggression and when we use this kind of uh, yeah. anger, um, yeah. because some customers will come at you with really the best intentions. They don't know what the fuck is happening. Yeah. Um, and maybe they're, and they're relying. frustrated as well. Yes. Yes. And they're frustrated. Yes, that's true. Because sometimes they will, they will <coughs> also be in a situation where maybe someone else has been there and has done an absolute shit job, right? They've handed them a trash fire. Oh my God. Liz, there's no maybe about it. That is every single customer engagement that we've had, right? We've yeah. had two, three GSIs, right? They've built two, three data lakes, right? They've all ended up in the same way. You know, and they're new, trash fires. They're trash fires, yes. exactly. And so where they are trying to put out this trash fire, the customer is there trying to put out this trash fire while at the same time paying for the fucking dumpster. Yeah, exactly. That is where this trash fire oh is my taking God, your place. Analogies right? are just the best. <laughs> <laughs> just the absolute best. <laughs> they just come naturally. <laughs> what can I say? Years of being angry about this stuff. Oh um, God, well I know exactly uh, how you feel. So yeah, so. When you end up in these kind of situations, you want to uh, 
you want to be patient with the customer at first. Yeah. Now, the customer that shows <laughs> arrogance and after they've tried 15 times, they still are ending up with trash fires. Mm. First of all, the fact that they're still in that job is a miracle and I don't understand that company, yeah. but that's not my business. Uh, but at that point, that's when we need to really, really drill in. That's when my team really needs to work with that person and say, you're a fucking idiot. Let me do my job. <laughs> I'm going to, don't you worry. This dumpster fire, I'm going to put it out with my team. But you need to shut the fuck up yeah. and look pretty, okay? Yeah. Just sit there and don't say anything else. Do you know, there's, you know, you know the funny thing about all of this, right? Yeah. We always outlast these people. Yeah, right? yeah, you, I know. You know, they just, um, they fade away and they'll go to somewhere else and they'll do the same thing again, right? Yes. And you'll be left with the hot potato, right? But at least you won't have a brick wall in front of you. No, which is just, which is great. Um, and I take, I know this sounds uh, really <laughs> but <laughs> I take it. Oh my God, you are taking them up a whole new level. I love it. <laughs> uh, uh, Andy's going to fire me on Monday. No, 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 <laughs> so, don't worry. He'll give you uh, a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I knew that was the way to just curse them all. Um, but the, uh, so there's a, a I now forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you're on a roll. Just, ju ju just, just stick with the slurs, right? <laughs> and you'll go in the right direction. <laughs> yes, I'm sure people just want to hear me curse a whole bunch. Um, but no, that's the. I, I take a, a really great pleasure in seeing people like that uh, move on to better things, which is a really nice way. Some of these companies put uh, getting rid of some fucking idiot <laughs> that's been holding them back for months. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure there is a lot of people because some of these people make a lot of enemies because um, yeah. they're just motherfuckers, right? They are. And, it, uh, and I, think, I think, but I think, I think, I think where the where the problem is, right? You have to choose your staff carefully, yes, right? Yes. And you know, um, when you get when you get embroiled into you know organizations of more than five hundred people, right? Mm. There's not very much you can do, right? No, so you have to no. shuffle them around and. The problem is that wherever you put them, it's damage control. Yes. So if you're a manager, right, and you see these people who are just, and, you know, I've seen some of the project managers on one particular customer of ours that just gave all of the guys such a hard time, right? Nobody wanted to work with them. The commercial team needed to get involved, right? And instead of this fucking company just dealing with them, right, and saying, do you know what? There's some behavioral issues here, yes. right? What they'd do is they'd shuffle them to a different part of this project. Right? Some of them get so promoted. They fail upwards. <laughs> they fail upwards. Promoted to the level of your own incompetence. Is yes, cool. yes. Oh, wow, you've done such a shitty job. Here's a promotion. You're now manager of another team. Good luck to them. Yeah. You know? it's, I don't understand. I, I think it has to do with contracts. I don't know. Maybe they feel like they're stuck and they can't fire people. Yeah. Um, they should put me there because I'd love to fire <laughs> some of these people. Uh, I would take such pleasure. Not only that, but I'd like to have other people there with popcorn because that kind of conversation I ha I would love to have with these people. Oh, I, brilliant. It would just but, be. But but, well, that's because you're formidable. Right? That's that is like, your gift. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but I'm just, uh, yeah, I, I'm just very, I, I try to be very practical, right? Yeah. Someone who has consistently caused other people to put in their resignation yeah. is not someone you should want in your company. No, of course not. You can't give me all that bullshit talk about inclusion and diversity and we love everyone. Yeah, and uh, they're just words. Not, when you're keeping. Words. 
people that are so problematic and they're yeah. causing stress to everyone. They're completely yeah. disrespectful of hours, yeah. of time, of everything. So, uh, I, I mean, I think I think you've just described that modern organization is a clusterfuck, yeah. yes. right? Yes, it's yes. It's just, so, um, you know, the, the thing is, things still need to get done, right? And, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm an advocate in all these things. We've talked about, uh, you know, I don't fully understand uh, diversity and inclusion, DNI as it is, right? I've got my own interpretation of it, right? I try we all do. from an elastic mm-hmm. perspective, right, to support um, things where we can for for fairness. Yes, right? yes. And but um, you know, I, one of the things that I find with um, some of our customers is that they just use it as an excuse to not fucking do anything, right? It's an excuse, um, but it's it's not just that, right? Uh, what people truly want is to be treated fairly yeah. and to be respected. Yeah. And what comes out of these <coughs> meetings where all you hear is these big words and it's, it's fucking garbage. Yeah. And I... It's really insulting. It's really insulting. Um, and I don't know why more people don't uh, just boycott these meetings because it's obvious that they are... Obviously, uh, I can't... I don't go to those meetings because I'm not part of the customer culture or company. So, sure. I, you sure. know, I, I just don't go. Uh, if I were part of that company, I would send an email to my manager and say, I'm not going to this because yeah. this is words and they're empty and they're meaningless. Mm-hmm. Absolutely meaningless. Mm-hmm. It, you want to see actions. I don't want to see just pretty words or some manager uh, telling me, you know, how we're so inclusive and diverse and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, on the surface, it's very, very shallow, right? Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah, it is. I, I don't want to hear it. No, I, no, it is. And and the thing is, right, <laughs> this is the thing that I find so funny with a lot of our customers, right? There's there's so much put on people, right, from security training to dni to respect and understanding right to like literally every single part of compliance that you couldn't that you would need to think about Mm -hmm. to now assessments to practically understand what you can and can't do but more what you can't do Mm -hmm. right um when the fuck do people have time for work (laughs) it's just literally (laughs) yeah that's a good question you know Um, and then and then nothing gets done yeah, but that's why a, a lot of the people, um, you know, in teams from these big organizations, the capacity that they have to put on their board is like four hours, right? And I'm like, you telling me that yeah. four hours a day you <laughs> can dedicate to work and the other four hours go to what exactly? So, oh, yeah. well, we have all these meetings here and meetings there. And it's like, oh, my God, I know. For fuck's sake, I know. you're I know. wasting so much money. And then you want to tell me that we need to cut resources and we and the Microsoft license is too expensive and here and there. But then. I, yeah, I know. I know. But just I know, unbelievable. I know. Um, I, know. I see. I, I feel that pain. Right. Because um, so. So when away, I did. I, I wrote so much code when I was away. I started mm-hmm. building this Academy data platform. Right. I wrote something that works, right? Managed to inspire a few people to build on it. I think Carlos is actually writing it this weekend because awesome. he sent me loads of pull requests. Yeah. And, you know, Amanda and Antonio have, like, redesigned uh, the back end. And then there's um, there's uh, three other guys that have joined the project, right? And it's created some momentum, right? Because mm-hmm. I had a little bit of time to start, and now everybody is expanding on that, right? And then I go back. I, I got back into the country, started looking at my calendar, and bless, bless Luth, my... Um, uh, my my my, my yeah. uh, assistant. Um, she. Um, we're getting to the stage where we're going to make up a whole load of fake meetings. Right? So, <laughs> so I, I literally have time to yeah, write some code. Yeah. 
Yeah, th- that's the way you should do it. That's the way everybody should do it. To be honest, um, yeah, a I lot of people so. should should do should block hours. I have told this to my team before. Block an hour because I've I've been asking my team to do the AZ 900. Everyone in my team is gonna be more and more technical. Anybody who doesn't want to be technical, frankly, they Bye. can go to another team or they can fuck off. Yeah. You know, it doesn't it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. I love them all. They're they're all great people. But this is the way no, no, our team is to gonna have, work, absolutely. right? We um, let's let's be clear, right? We are a technical company. Yes, literally yes. from the top. You yes. know. So the, there is no, there is really no choice, and I understand those who don't want to do that, right? Maybe that that's not the path they want to choose. I respect that; it's no problem. But that's the way my team is going. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and everybody's like, "Well, I'm really too busy to do it." Um, okay, but no, yeah. block an hour, yeah. an hour uh, every day, or an hour a couple of days uh, a week. Uh, it's there's nothing that we're doing in this planet we're not curing cancer we're not doing anything that for one hour you you shouldn't be able to miss it right if these people cannot function for one hour without you they have bigger problems to worry about they need to revisit their whole life if that's really what's happening um so that's that's what i'm uh, that's what i ask every i think everybody should do that Um, because otherwise if you let someone else run your calendar and your hours you're just never gonna get anything done Never, yeah. because there's always someone gonna need your time and gonna need, uh, and time is really a resource that you cannot afford to give to people. That's your most expensive resource. Yeah. And no, but at, so. but at, but at the same time, right? People should want to be able to push the boundaries, you know. And these these things mean something today, right? AZ nine hundred is an en- entry point for something yes. more. Yes. You know, I've always, um, you know, ev- everybody finds it really really funny because when you know, I spotted when Luth when Luth started working for um, uh, for Andy and me, and she's been absolutely fantastic. At, mm-hmm. um, you know, arranging everything. I couldn't exist without her. Yeah. But one of the one of the things is I noticed really quickly, right, that she had um, an amazing skill for Excel. Right. She. Mm-hmm. I, I needed to do something um, very very quickly for someone, and she was writing macros and VBA. And, this how did you learn this oh i just learned it so so i said i said all right i said mj's running a, a dashboard in a day course please do some power bi you know yeah some power bi she loved it right and now she's she's immer- she's still doing all the things that i need her to do but she's immersed herself into working with hr to build like um uh power bi uh holiday um uh, uh, uh reports and trackers report, and things yeah. Um, she went on a course for DA100, and she'll be working towards the Power BI like Amazing. data modeling analytics exam, right? And um, bless her, I know at some point, right, that um, she's probably going to be she's probably going to be too valuable <laughs> <laughs> to, stay, to, help to stay you <laughs> to help me as, as as my assistant, right, yeah. and move into the BI team. And when that day happens, right, I will be absolutely over the moon because i feel that this is exactly what elastic cloud is about yes yes and uh, one of the great thing about people like luth is the ability to say oh there is a skill that i could learn um, i'm gonna go and learn it and some of these people have the initiative and the yeah. drive to go and learn on their own they don't that. need me to spoon feed them courses and training and all of that and that is that is a quality um, in an employee and in a coworker that is so rare and so precious. Um, yeah. I feel like there's not a lot of people that like that. Um, there's a lot of people that are content 
to stay just it at that very, level that they are. It is very, very And we know the people that stand out. And they're, yes. and they're a small yes. percentage of they the are. overall They are a very population. small percentage. But they are the, the, the kind of people that you want to put in your superstar team. They're the kind of people yeah. that you want boots on the ground and overviewing and just uh, trying to understand exactly. For example, some of the people in my team that are in this category, I will put them, I could put them in any project and I know that I will get quality reporting and quality um because what I like, really want my team to do is to go in and really set up a project for success. I want them to look at the requirements that we have, the documentation, set up the board properly, set up a way of tracking goals, of tracking initiatives or tracking epics, features, all of that. Yeah. Uh, I want them to have a blueprint uh, and to know exactly what they're going to do. And these are the people that are able to do it. They'll get the right requirements from the customer yeah. and then they'll you know, set up the board in a way that any team can pick it up and work on it because yeah. eventually even in any project any project is going to come to an end right yeah and we need to be able to give to the customer something that they can continue to run on their own yeah. if we're gone right yeah as well i mean we hope so sometimes we, we literally so, have but, to yeah. extricate ourselves from some customers by literally <laughs> <laughs> putting ourselves away like some kind of hollywood movie like but, yeah you, know, you have well, to run away leave leave part of your jacket sleeve or something yes. you behind as you sort of run yeah behind i you. know um i mean i think i'm an example myself where i've been <laughs> in the same team for uh, two years and there's like no end inside um uh, but it is a fun team as well i love that team yeah. by the way I, I really love that customer and i love that team um, you know that area they're, they're fantastic so which is why i've never asked oh please can you get me out of this freaking project please i can fucking stand it but <laughs> i don't have that problem yeah. you know people I've, I've known people that have said get me out of this fucking place please this is worse than nightmare on yeah, elm street I know. I've, known so, <laughs> I've known a lot of those people i speak yes. with them every single day uh yes yeah well yes yeah. I, I mean same and i i just uh, every day i'd like say a prayer because thank god i'm not in that position yeah. right where i have to ask to be removed from a project no you're that's you're, like the you're worst right. thing you're yeah. right and i i guess i'm very fortunate as well mm -hmm. like i spend about um 10 or 12 days a month in projects so i've got i've got freedom the the other time but um being able to context switch between a few mm -hmm. things is really really helpful for me because i i find that that i'm the sort of person that can that can focus well for very very short periods of time as mm -hmm. well and don't don't get too messed up by going right i'm gonna stop and just do something else for a bit um so it, you know the the creative freedom that i've got with the time that i've got right really really suits me and yeah. i think i think at the same time um you know i've learned that some people just aren't cut out for consultancy you know? no no they aren't um that's okay by the way uh, not everyone is um it's Again, it's exactly like a relationship. You're going to love it or th this is toxic, I'm out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly how it works. Um, <laughs> and to have the self, uh, the, you know yourself enough to say, yeah, I fucking hate this, I'm out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just going to go paint for the rest of my life, <laughs> you know, uh, or fish. I don't know, uh, anything, anything else except for this. Definitely um, paint. Don't don't fish, Liz. Trust me. <laughs> no, I'd be terrible. Anyways, <laughs> um, I get bored quickly, so I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, but it, yeah, so having that knowledge sometimes isn't uh, the people are can be stubborn and say no, no, no. This is exactly the field for me. So um, sometimes someone else has to come along and say. 
this isn't the feel for you, my love. Yeah. Out the door you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and you're doing them a favor. It, yes, yes. Absolutely yes. doing them a favor. Um, it's, I'm, I'm not saying, by the way, that this is a, a fun process. It really is. And it's not for us and it's not for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sometimes you just uh, either uh, spontaneously from them or, you know, because forced from yeah. our side. Yeah. Um, some people we just have to ask to leave. Yeah, um, and it just is what it is, it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it's the nature of this beast. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. So we we actually we've gone through forty minutes of this show without actually talking about the thing that <laughs> I was going to first ask you. <laughs> oh I completely dear, sorry forgot, about that. Right? We totally shot the breeze and went off at a tangent. <laughs> yes. um, but um, we had a conversation the other day, right? And uh, you said something which made me laugh my socks off, right? Yes. And I just I just went back home and I just thought, oh my God, this is an internet meme, right? This is just <laughs> like, I just, I, this one, this one expression, right? The, the way that you put this, right? It encapsulated absolutely everything for me. My angst with customers, right? The way that I get defensive about things, mm-hmm. right? That are precious to me and that, I own and then somebody, you know, I, I cannot tell you right? There's these, few, these few words, right? It's literally the supercalifragilisticexpialidocious <laughs> of Elasticloud, <laughs> this, you know? Yes. Um, why, don't you, why don't you start from the beginning and tell us what it is? So, yes, let me give a little bit of context. Um, I've, I've been working with a, a specific customer on a new project. Well, it's not a, a new project. It's a project that I've been asked to join so that I can help the team improve their processes, their boards, um, and all of that. Uh, so generally, I waited. I spent some time just observing what they were doing. It was garbage. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen, it, it's not their fault because they were given shit habit from yeah. people before. Yeah, yeah I right? can respect that. And teams... You know, it's it's really not their fault. If you're told to do things a certain way, which is shit, you're yeah. not gonna do it right, right? Yeah, you're just yeah. gonna continue that. So, um, I've I've taken I took ownership of the board, uh, and I asked people, uh, listen, every sprint I'm gonna work on this board. I'm gonna create user stories. I'm gonna put them in order. I'm gonna put them. Uh, you know, you just all you need to do is put your tasks and your hours in. That's all I'm asking. I even did the capacity for you people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just fucking spoon fed you. I'm spoon spoon feeding you, right? Oh, so, goodness. so okay. Yeah. Um. So that's all they needed to do. Just put your fucking tasks. Um. I'm gone one day, one goddamn day. I'm gone. And you know what happens? Someone sends me a message in Teams that just made me sprout a second head because I was so angry. They sent a message saying. Liz, don't you worry. Uh, I've just asked people to add these user stories to the uh, to the uh, sprint because I didn't see them. You didn't fucking see them. There is 50 <laughs> stories in there. Of course you didn't fucking see them. Don't touch my fucking board. <laughs> they are there. There it is. There <laughs> don't it is. touch my fucking board. Don't touch my fucking board. Right. That is... That is the expression of the year. I don't touch your fucking code. Don't touch my fucking board. Yeah. Right. Can you imagine if I went into, uh, you know, someone's repo or whatever else uh, into Visual Studio and just added a bunch of garbage that made no sense? You yeah. know, I could write a poem in there and then, you know, oh, well, oh. I made a, I made a change. Oh I made well, an the improvement. Fa- the fact that you vocalized that is just incredible. Right. Because what just... I do is, right, <laughs> I spend all the time, right, be, like coming up with all the creativity, building something, right. And then, then someone, whether it's mainly people in Elastic Cloud who I'm not going to mention, um, 
We'll uh, we'll touch my fucking code (laughs) and (laughs) make a whole load of comments about it, right? Um, Change it completely, um, but refactor it and stop short of adding anything new. Yes. (laughs) It has to be pointless. Break all the tests. (laughs) See, the, the way I see it is what fucking makes you think that you have the knowledge uh, or the brain to even touch that, right? Yeah. Um, not the board, right? Because the board, it that was just that while it took is you need to read, yeah. read properly. I've organized the story so well that every single title will tell you exactly which epic that fucking story belongs to. Yeah. Um, what is the go- what the goal is going to be, and it, so it's perfect. You don't need yeah. to touch. I mean, okay, I say no, my stories right. are In- perfect, but they are perfect for me. I know where everything One, is exactly. All right. they needed to say, all they need to and ask is, you're going to be the consistent one. This? You're going to own that, right? Yes, that's the, yes. That's this the is difference. my stuff. Yeah. This is my shit. Yeah. Don't touch my shit. Yeah. I didn't tell I you to touch it. Yeah. I was gone one day, right? One day. And you've already fucking up. Oh, my God. I mean, give me a goddamn break. Oh, so, so so don't don't touch, don't my, touch fucking my fucking board. board right? um, is but this is not, this is not yes, this is not just, this doesn't just affect me, right? Because not every team is going to have a BA. No. So developers, uh, you know, who own a board or program manager, project managers who own a board or product owners who own a board, they all need to set that ground you rule that right. this you know, is. I d- just like me, I, I don't, I genuinely don't like touching other people's code. And when I do, I talk to them first. Yes, right? yes. That's the right thing to do. That's like going in someone's house, right? And suddenly <laughs> I'm picking up your furniture and moving it around yeah. and I'm reorganizing your room. Who fucking told you to do that? I invited <laughs> you over for coffee. <laughs> You're not my interior decorator, man. <laughs> That's true. It's true. Although although I have had some weird friends in the past who have done things like that. I I I, <laughs> I don't know how you didn't kick them out of the window, so not the door. Just throw them out of the window. Oh, you know, but, you know, um, I attract the weird. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter <laughs> if they leave; they'll just be somebody new. All right, I mean, I'm here, so I guess that's true. But uh, yeah, oh, um, but the the it's there's a lot of issues that come with that, and that's when you're creating new story. First of all, a lot of people uh, don't understand the parenting relationships between epics, features, and yeah, stories. Exactly. So they'll create a user story that doesn't have feature, it doesn't have a parent. So these are these are called orphan story, right? Which is kind of uh, I don't know, I don't particularly like this term, but they're they're stories that sit there, clutter the board, and they make it unmanageable. Yeah. Fucking unmanageable because yeah. when you end up having uh, 300 stories in a backlog and yeah. some of them you can't even trace their epic, yeah. cleaning that fucking backlog is a monstrosity. Yeah. And well, I've, ju- I've just gone through this with a project. I think you know the project I'm talking about, but yeah. it, it was a nightmare, right? You know what my policy, uh, what I wanted to do with this particular backlog uh, initially? Anything that's older than three months, I'm nuking. <laughs> I'm fucking burning to the ground. <laughs> that was my plan. Oh my God. Because if we haven't touched it in three months, we're not fucking doing it. Yeah. Don't tell me that we're going to do it next year. I promise you, I fucking promise you that yeah. next year, those goddamn stories are still going to be there. Yeah, you're untouched. Right. You're right. Untouched. You're right. And, and I think... I think, Clatter. you know, we spoke about this before, but, um, you know, when people start fucking around with these things, right, they lose it as well. Yes. You know, and yes. we, we found ourselves in a position where somebody literally changed absolutely everything, the classifications, the hierarchies, right? And they actually dropped user stories. Nobody knew about it, right? We couldn't even prove through an audit that it happened. 
until we got a whole bunch of angry users going, where's my shit? <laughs> and we, we honestly didn't know, right? And none of it would have happened if this individual had just gone and done his fucking job and left everything alone for the scrum master who was managing Yes. Whoever, there needs to be one person that manages the board. If that person goes on holiday, that person will delegate someone else to manage the board. And even then, it's a small section because they can only be gone. I mean, unless someone is taking long-term leave, that's a different story. And then someone else needs to be, again, that needs to be given to someone else. And that someone else then needs to manage it for however long. But you're managing effectively a sprint, right? If someone is going on holiday, you're managing a sprint worth of stories. Everything else you don't need to touch. Yeah. If there is a, a, a big a bug that's a high priority or anything like that, that comes into the sprint, that comes into the backlog, but it's a different story. Yeah. But changing, completely changing the hierarchy, completely changing, uh, removing stories that you don't think are necessary, how would you know? Yeah. You haven't been in yeah, all the conversations. It, it's, it's, again, arrogance to think that you know better than whoever has been there. If I haven't deleted it, there is a very good reason why. Yeah. yeah. So don't fucking touch it. <laughs> <laughs> We're always going to get back to that. Don't um, fucking touch my board. And don't fucking yeah. touch my code. No, <laughs> exactly. You have your fucking code. I have the fucking board. Let's work together yeah. on it. Um, so, yeah, to me, this, this is a pretty big... Um, it is. It can become a pretty big problem, and yeah. uh, like you said, people move things around and uh, they delete, and then you get angry customers. Um, yeah, of course you do. And, uh, course yeah, you do because you, you you lose something in this, right? There's all yes. as um, as my mom, my mum always used to say, and in any organization, there's always one person that knows what's going on, right? And yes. it's you, right? Yes. That yes. is that's it. BA hybrid product owner sometimes, yes. you know, but fulfills all of these roles, mm-hmm. but knows everything about the product that you're building yes, yes. Right? i don't need to know the details of the code that's no no of course, that's why yeah. i trust my team members right i trust the developers to know the details of that but what i need to own is what is on the backlog what's being developed what's coming up next and am i fulfilling what the client really wants i need to have an eye on all of this yeah. if someone starts moving things around and deleted them i lose sight of things and that's it, because I cannot possibly remember yeah, a backlog of like 200 stories, right? So, so I am gonna I'm gonna push that to the ends of the earth. I'm gonna make sure that this is an internet meme. <laughs> um, I, I, oh, if God. I'm gonna use your artwork for it, right? And I, I I'm gonna put I'm gonna put like a banner ad on LinkedIn or something. I'm gonna have three <laughs> three million impressions of "Don't touch my fucking board," "Don't touch my fucking code." I think it's oh. brilliant. Um, so just shifting a gear because. Mm-hmm. We, um, we as Last Cloud did something I think that was pretty cool and disruptive this week. And, you know, you were part of this this journey. Um, but, um, you know, I put out a note internally that um, uh, that over the past uh, two and a half years, you know, the several of us immersed ourselves into Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, you know, and yeah. we just like, I mean, it was just such an amazing experience through the pandemic. You it's know, a lot really, of fun. It, it is, you know, and it brought us together. And mm-hmm. and so, um, you know, we uh, we obviously have uh, our in-house recruiter, Charlotte, who was just absolutely mystified when I gave her respect for a dungeon master. And then Misha, one of our incredibly talented interns, actually knew a dungeon master who was professional right? uh, yes. and uh, and was freelance and uh, and we made an offer and we 
we have got now a full-time dungeon master. Yeah. How incredible yeah. is that? That's fucking amazing. Is, I can't it? wait. Um, the the greatest thing about the, some of these games was the really to see the dynamics and the, the personalities that come out um, is, uh, during it? these. Like uh, uh, my absolute shitty luck with dice. Uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to shoot anybody, an arrow. And <laughs> I don't think anybody has... Has good luck with dice. No, no, no but I, at I mean, not in, at least not in Kevin's game. I no. can tell you that. <laughs> the <laughs> percentage of survival is a zero point two. Low, isn't it? But hang but on, there I is a, one. I rolled a natural twenty. Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I had a I had a rogue, for example, that um, couldn't manage to steal anything, couldn't manage to kill anyone. I either get caught or I mean, anything that was supposed to be my specialty, I was shit at. So I, I don't know if it's luck or just I didn't know how to play the game but i love the banter and i it, love it, it that is, i was is. able to you know and i think one of the one of the things that i one of the things that i wanted to um to bring to elastic cloud is that you know the fact that when when you're in a sprint team right you're under so much pressure right and it's actually it's actually quite hard every single day to keep your composure to relate to people in the same way yeah you know because you just go, especially in a sprint, even though it doesn't feel like it and it feels very organized, right? If you're someone that takes accountability of things, right, you just go from deadline to deadline. Yes. Right? Yes. And I just thought to myself, right, this is another type of team dynamic, right? It's a team dynamic with, with different aims, right? With aims where you can actually have a laugh and forget yourself and forget all your pressures, right? And do something different and be someone different, you know? Yeah, and yeah. When I, you know, when I... When I had all that over the the pandemic, you know, I I would go, I would literally go, and I think you remember there were certain projects. Some of them were in US time, and yeah. you know, I would go I would go from them feeling absolutely exhausted, yes. right, to being a wizard or a sorcerer, and just you know, throwing fireballs at absolutely everyone. <laughs> and I, you know, and I became the arsonist of the group. You know? and it was like constantly setting people <laughs> yeah, on fire exactly. and things on fire. But it was great to have this entirely new identity, right, where I could just be a little bit crazy. Yeah, you know? but that's why people love to play um, RPG or any of these kind of games because you really have a second life and a second. It's something that really takes your attention away from the, your everyday garbage and or everyday interactions that may be stressful, and you just kind of immerse yourself in something else. And this actually. You're not just immersed in an RPG game, which they're great, right? They're fantastic games. I love them myself. So, um, but you also have other people there that are immersing themselves in the same world, and so you have that people have interaction that context, and not just yeah. a video game interaction. Exactly. Um, which you know, my is fun, but it, this also gives you that social aspect to it. Um, yeah, that's what I think too, and I think yeah. I think this is a. Uh, this is this is an experiment that we're going to try, but it's it's something that we definitely want to invest in, and mm -hmm. I personally think that it's going to Im improve because uh, it improved my mental health. So, if other people are, if other people are like me, then I, I genuinely feel that it will give them a lot of benefits. So, um, you know, yeah. I'm all for this, and I'm you know as we as we go through the podcast shows, you know, I think we'll give everybody updates, and let them know how our, yeah. um, how amazing DM is doing, and how people are how people are pulling together and what the campaigns are looking like. And we might even uh, bring a podcast episode to a game just to... Uh, oh, that'd be just, kind of fun. Yeah. Just you get to, to kill your colleagues and exactly. <laughs> not go to prison exactly. for it, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just kidding. I would never <laughs> want to do that. Oh, dear. But, you know, maybe, maybe if it works for us, maybe we should actually invite some of our more difficult customers to it. And uh, Yeah, why not? You know? Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they might They won't last it. very long. <laughs> 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 not by my hand, anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can I roll to uh, slit this person's throat, by the way? <laughs> We're just kidding. Just kidding. In the game, of course. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah. we, we jest. But, um... Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think... It, but seriously, I think it might be a good idea to invite some customers over because it, it, sometimes it, it feels like uh, in some teams there is an us versus them mentality, yeah, exactly. which they really shouldn't be. Exactly. And I think a game might bring even, uh, you know, might bring this kind of teams together. Just a um, little bit yeah, lighthearted. Just a little bit, yeah. yeah just a little bit um, lighthearted. Oh, yes. fantastic. Well, we are almost at the top of the hour and uh, people tend to lose interest at like 17 minutes, apparently. So okay. we're well over. So um, oh dear. I think, no, um, no, that, 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 that's fine. That's fine because um, I think that uh, we have an internal policy where we force everybody in Last Cloud to listen to this. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. I can, I can testify to that. <laughs> but just do it while you're in the toilet. It's yeah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> There you go. You heard it first here. Okay. That's where our, people listen, listen, to, to, podcasts. listen to our podcast in the toilet. <laughs> where else do you listen to podcasts to, though? Yeah. Although I don't know people who stay that long in the toilet, by the way. Well, an hour. Yeah. If you be, do, you need help. Be a bit gross, yeah. Go see a doctor, <laughs> I think. Yeah, you probably need to go and see a doctor if you listen to this podcast anyway. But, um, <laughs> True. <laughs> Even if you participate to it, um, you need a but doctor. I think, but, um, I think um, no, you've been a fantastic guest. Liz and you. Uh, you know had a lot of fun discussing this with you and uh, we um, you know whilst we had a lot of slurs we we didn't have a lot of bitching which I'm really happy about we we ended up on a very very positive note yes uh, I mean in the end there is a um, there is a merit to complaining right um, when you're doing it in a constructive way um, <laughs> when it's just whinging to whinge every day uh, are you really achieving anything but if you are complaining while, while bringing a solution that's a different story yeah exactly so um, 100% I'd wow. like to try that fantastic so let's go back to David Carden okay <laughs> let's go and have a drink <laughs> thank you very much for having me thanks Liz